Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Happy Friday. It's going pretty well. Good to hear. We have not done uh, an intro and outro for this podcast together for a while because a couple of weeks back you had to go off and do your other job. And then last week, your power cut out. So it was like two weeks where we've not done the intro and outro. I know I felt so bad. I was, I mean, I felt bad last week when my power went out. And then I was also really mad about it too. Cause I was like, Oh my God. It was literally like the end of the podcast. Like we needed like five, 10 more minutes and everything just disappeared. And part of me was afraid that it was going to happen again today for some reason. I just thought, but it was like an every Friday, almost 9 PM thing. I mean, 9 AM thing. Well, uh, here is the show because we've got a big new story to talk about. Apparently, WWE and New Japan could be working together. Here is the show. Denise Salcedo, how are you, Denise? I'm doing pretty good, actually. And I that was the first thing that I woke up to this morning. I was like, what? I was like trying to adjust my brain. What? What's happening here? Um, yeah, I was not expecting to read that today, but here we go. We got something to talk about, and I love it. Yeah, it was so so like we are doing a bit of an experiment at the moment. We've been working with some like YouTube experts uh, about sort of like how we can better manage our channel and things like that, because we've basically we've hit a plateau and we're like we're looking to try and like grow that plateau a little bit. Um, and one of the things they were saying was like, well, you post your news at one your time. Try doing it at five because that works out better for American viewers. So on a Friday, that's our current Friday experiments. Whenever people say like your news is late, it's like, aha, we're actually doing it as an experiment. So our news goes out at five o'clock. So me and Pete like had the news all sorted for today. And then the Observer came out and we we're like, right, scrap that. Let's rewrite the whole thing because now we need to do, we need to talk about this. It's nuts, man. 
It really is, honestly, but it's crazy. But at the same time, it's exciting. And now here's the thing is that obviously, you know, my day just begun. So I've only been able to like see a couple of people's comments on this. But already this feels and I don't know if you've seen more comments than I have, but the comments that I have seen thus far, it kind of feels a little problematic where like some of the fans are like, no, we don't want this. And other people are like, hell yeah. And I'm like, why am I even surprised about that outcome? Like, why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So this is the so okay. So if you haven't read uh, the Observe or if you haven't seen the news that's come out of this, according to Dave Meltzer, WWE's Nick Khan has been in talks with New Japan about a partnership between them. What that would mean is that New Japan becomes, or WWE would become, the exclusive American wrestling partner for New Japan. So that means that would scrap off their relationship with Ring of Honor. It would scrap off their relationship with AEW. I likely also, Quantum Mills will scrap off their relationship with CMLL, which also means it would probably scrap off their relationship with Rev Pro here in the UK because Rev Pro have got ties to Ring of Honor and have got ties to uh, New Japan. So, like, basically, it would just be that WWE and New Japan will just become a little unit together. And it's like including talent exchanges. So WWE stars going over to work New Japan shows and New Japan stars going over to work WWE shows. So this is like, I mean, WWE has been a closed door for so many years. Like that has been their business model. It's just like we are an island unto ourselves. We have no interest in working with other promotions. However, I think that the work that they've done with AEW and AEW's rise and things like that has, and, and I think this is all down to Nick Khan. I think Nick Khan is kind of changing that landscape a little bit. So we are potentially looking at a world where, yeah, it is WWE and New Japan versus everyone else. And it's like the two top dogs essentially hooking yeah. up to us to screw everybody else. And I think that's where some of the backlash may come because we all know why WWE would want to do this because, hey, you pair up with this guy and all of a sudden it's like he can't, you know, work with AEW and some of the other promotions that you just mentioned right now. And from a WWE standpoint, from like their standpoint, I'm wondering why didn't they do this sooner? Like they should have done this sooner. Uh, and then from the AEW standpoint, I'm thinking fingers crossed that the whole entire deal falls through and that they can't think of anything yeah. that, that they can't agree on whatever the circumstances are, whatever the deals, whatever, whatever details are in that deal or possibly could be in that if they actually do a deal. And like Dave said, he basically like said, Hey, you know, this could be the biggest story or it could essentially be nothing. Again, how yeah. many companies don't have talks? How many talks aren't there amongst companies, talent, like all of this stuff that just fall through that never happened. But the big thing that I think we should all be really freaking out about here is not freaking out, but I guess talking over is the fact that you said they are essentially an island, but all of them, all of themselves they you don't really expect for them to even consider working with somebody like new japan pro wrestling so the fact that they did it's already within itself like oh okay that tells us that they're changing their business mindset and obviously i do think that this is definitely uh nikon's hand because obviously it seems to me like they're bringing in um well he's bringing in new ideas and you know he's already this isn't his first uh you know, move on the chessboard whatsoever, okay? Like, he's been doing a lot of different stuff in all facets of the business. So it is pretty interesting that they're finally 
finally thinking about doing something like this. And if I'm WWE, I would have done it a long time ago. I'd been like, screw the enemy. I'm going to rack up everything and leave nothing for everybody below me. Yeah, it, it's kind of nuts that, that WWE have been this island and have had, wanted to do no deals with anyone else. And like WWE have been over the last like few years have been trying to do some deals with Japan. They've essentially actually been trying to like buy Japanese promotions because they wanted to launch NXT uh, Japan. Like their whole thing, like they sent out Akira Tozawa. That's what um, Kairi Sane was kept on board for to be like a, a WWE ambassador over in Japan. So they've always had these sort of like machinations of having a base in Japan. And all of that has fallen through. None of it has ever come to fruition. So it almost feels like Nick Khan just sat there and was like, well, do you know what? We tried it that way. Why don't we just partner with New Japan? Like, why, why try and buy a promotion? Why don't we just, like, just be a partner with them instead? Because, like, it completely, it, it benefits both of us. Because New Japan are in a real bind at the moment. Their last 18 months has been real, real hard on them. Like, 2020 has been hard on a lot of wrestling promotions. I feel like New Japan were hit the hardest. And they had to cancel a bunch of shows. And everyone has been so critical of their booking for the last 18 months, which is very unlike New Japan. Usually they are appraised for like their really good shows, but they are at the moment where interest in their promotion is way, 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 way down. And yet they've got this deal with AEW. They've got some deals with Ring of Honor still potentially, um, although that was actually being done by Marty Skrull. And now he's on the outs for obvious reasons. But they've still got stuff with CMLL, Rev Pro, as I said. So like... Maybe this is New Japan looking at, well, maybe this is our best option. Like COVID is coming to a, an end, hopefully. You know, the numbers are starting to go down. Maybe like when we are able to reopen our doors to everyone, maybe WWE is a better option for us than working with All Elite Wrestling. You do have to see, I feel like there's pros and cons to both sides. Again, oh, yeah. I'm New Japan. I'm looking at AEW. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're going to be as difficult to deal with. Maybe there's going to be a little bit more flexibility Maybe even I can have the upper hand here. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, of all of the potential matchups without, um, you know, that WWE sprinkles on top of it. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's different types mm -hmm. of wrestling, different types of matchups, different types of storylines that they can do. Then you go over to the WWE side and you're thinking, well, this is a giant corporation. Okay, this isn't just your little wrestling company okay like yeah, they're yeah. like a legit you know a huge corporation and i'm thinking of all the things that how how that can benefit me as a company you know especially in the united states market and all of that right and then i'm also thinking well at the exact same time they have a reputation more of not you know not being easy to work with or or you know having to do things their way per se yeah so I feel, oh, yeah. I mean, and this is just a, this is just like a guess. I feel like it would be a little bit difficult to work with them than AEW. That's yeah. an assumption. I mean, that could totally be like not true whatsoever, but that's looking out like from what we've seen, I feel like it's safe to make that assumption. And um, so I feel like there's definitely pros and cons on both, on both ends. I agree. And actually, as Jason has just pointed out in, in the, in the comments, this could be nothing. And you mentioned it as well. And this is what Dave said, that this could be either the biggest news story of the year of the last few years, or it's absolutely nothing and nothing ever comes of this. But this is what Meltzer wrote. Obviously, there are a million requests. Uh, there are a million questions regarding such a deal if it were to happen. And there are no indications where talks are um, past the date they had back in late March or early April. But it would include WWE sending talent and WWE top stars being allowed to work in New Japan if talks go anywhere. 
With Khan, the former isolationist attitude of WWE versus everyone is changing with the idea WWE is part of the wrestling landscape and not separate from that landscape. Obviously, it's also to keep New Japan, which pre-pandemic was the third strongest company in the world, away from working with other companies, which could strengthen the opposition and also could be a factor with WWE gunning for the same talent as other companies, because this is a percentage of younger talent that grew up watching New Japan via tape or YouTube. So, yeah, like it's a way for them to like, yeah, I'd say cut the legs off from AEW, like for starters, but also cut the legs off of some of the other promotions that they've got works with. And like for WWE, I think this benefits, like you said, there's pros and cons. I think there's pros and cons for for New Japan. For WWE, this is nothing but pros. Like this is all just nothing but good, good, good vibes for them. Exactly. And I do think that like, obviously they would have the upper hand and I, you know, you always have to think about that. Like who in the, whenever you do like a deal, like who is going to be the person with the upper hand or is this really going to be like a, a 50, 50 sort of thing. So it is pretty interesting to see this even happening. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like what a lot of, a lot of us thought wrestling in the future and then like, like short future was going to be predictable might not be as predictable as we might've assumed. Absolutely, yeah. Also, I like this from uh, Guilty Hat that said, the name on the contract does read Khan, but the first name <laughs> yeah. reference there. Very good. I forgot right. what I was doing the other day, but I don't remember if I, I was doing a story and I think I wrote Tony Khan when it was supposed to be Nick Khan, but then I, or I might have wrote Nick Khan when it was supposed to be Tony Khan. Thankfully, I caught it and, like before I actually did the video, but I was like, ooh, erase. <laughs> <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, right, well, let's see what you've got to say about this in the hyper chats. A few people have got in touch with us about this. Michael Rivera said, in my opinion, if it does happen, it wouldn't work. Back in the day, WWE had working relationships with New Japan and AAA. And it didn't work because WWE caters to casual viewers. Only diehard fans would know guys like Akada, Tanahashi, Osprey, Ibushi, etc. So that's an interesting one, actually. That's something that we didn't talk about there, which is that like we're talking about this from a business standpoint. But how would fans, like the casual fans that watch WWE, like would they be bothered that, that Akada is coming over to Monday Night Raw? I'm going to say... It depends on the fan. And the reason for that is some people be like, you know, there's always that one person on the internet that's like, who? Who's this person? Yeah, yeah. I don't know this person. I don't want to watch this. There's always those people on the internet. But I think that I feel like if you want to attract a crowd, no matter who the person is or where they're from or what their backstory is, if they come out and they start doing all of this cool stuff in the ring, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I'm into this, you know, like, let me get invested in what I'm seeing here. Like, this is cool. And so like, even like, that's, that's the thing that I've like thought about when, you know, I'm watching like independent wrestling, like when they bring in, when they like, you know, like these local wrestling shows here in Los Angeles, like when they bring in uh, like Lucha stars, like that's usually like the best way to like really captivate like a non wrestling like audience captivate mm -hmm. like those families that go to the show that don't follow the product and they might know WWE might go to a couple of house shows, whatever, right? But they don't really actually follow wrestling. I feel like you bring in certain things to like capture their attention. And then they're just like really interested in it. And it doesn't even matter if they don't know who these people are or who the main players are. It's just like, okay, I, I I'm seeing what they're doing in the ring. And that's enough for me to get excited about this. But then again, yeah. there's just different types of people that like different types of things so we'll see i guess and also it's just about the promotion like if you have akada coming across for like because like i think this would probably be just for like big matches right so like i don't think they'll be coming over to like raw for a year or so it literally just like we're getting akada for a wrestlemania match i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm randomly thinking about this now so this is akada is coming over for wrestlemania match it would just be video packages being like he is the greatest wrestler in the world he is this guy and because they'll have all the new japan footage as well like they'll be able to put together a massive like a really cool video package that's going to tell your casual audience hey this guy's a big deal get excited about him like that like wwe have this with all of their talent that they could that they have people like a casual audience doesn't know who anyone is until you introduce them to that person well, let's talk about this then because you mentioned like oh i don't know having okada at wrestlemania or something like that like as a fan, just not speaking like business or take all the business stuff out of it. What do you want to see if they were to do this actual relationship? Like what would be cool for you where you're like, all right, like this is cool. But like realistically, because I don't expect to see, you know, Okada every week on Monday Night Raw. But like, no, exactly. more realistic, you know? I would like to see um, interpromotional matches, essentially, is what I would like from this. So, you know, at WrestleMania, it's Akada versus Reigns. At Wrestle Kingdom, it's Seth Rollins versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. So, like, basically, just ba like, so you just do that as a one match thing, and then they both just go off their separate ways. That's not like months, like, you don't do the same match over and over again. You don't, like, repeat it four times ad finitum. You just do 
one-off spectacle matches. So it is literally just like, what would happen if Roman Reigns got in the ring with Tomohiro Ishii? Well, by WrestleMania and you're going to find out or like, you know, go over here and you're going to find out. Uh, and that's also a way to, so that, that for me is like my ideal scenario, I think for this. What about you? See, I was, I like your idea. I think your idea is awesome. Um, just to come up with something different. I mean, obviously like a get rid of like one of your lamer pay-per-views and maybe do a like interpromotional pay-per-view. Yeah, like a super show. Like super Yeah, class. exactly. Not, not too hard, not too hard of a concept, but you know, something like that, I think would be very exciting. Cause then you're like, Oh my God, like how is so-and-so going to have this match? Like, this is exciting. I would prefer something like that, like a pay-per-view where they can yeah. do this. Um, just so that we can get more talent to work with WWE talent, I think that would be pretty cool. Actually, it's um, Barrington just pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just pointed out, like NXT did that really well with Jushin Liger. Like when he came over for that NXT show, and it was just like, here is uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. He's over here for one match. He's going to face off against Tyler Breeze. It's really fun. Just so it was like seven minutes or whatever it was. But as a fan, I was like, this is so cool. It's so cool seeing yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger here exactly like little things like that and people are gonna be excited for it. i think like there's there's there you have to like it's a pro like you think to yourself okay yeah fans like us they're gonna be like oh my god this is a dream match or oh, this is so cool and then you're gonna have other people that are gonna be like oh well i don't know this but you know what i like what i'm seeing so yeah uh, i think yeah it's a pro all around if it were to happen uh, Matthew Makovsky says this week on Smackdown we will see Corbin versus Okada Corbin, uh, Corbin goes for the end of days and pins Okada what? Okada is officially buried on another note the Friends reunion was amazing it was in tears I'm hyped for Sunday I hope Denise has fun yeah you're off to double or nothing this weekend you excited? I know oh my gosh well I have to pack today I started packing yesterday and turns out I have absolutely nothing to wear uh -oh. I, I, I checked I checked the um like the weather and apparently it's gonna be super hot. So I was like <laughs> and you know, I have to like go dress nice, obviously, to the event. Uh and I'm thinking, well, how the hell am I gonna wear this in like 90 degree weather? So I'm gonna be very, very hot on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to just find stuff to wear. I was so upset. I went to I went to um to Forever 21 yesterday to buy myself new pairs of shorts. Well, I came back and I tried them on and I had the wrong size. I was like, ooh, but <sighs> so now I can't wear those. Uh, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, dude. Uh, Doug Saturday says, as cool as it would uh, be to see the partnership, I'm vehemently opposed to New Japan being exclusive with WWE. The amount of great stuff it would immediately make impossible far outweighs any benefits the partnership might have, in my opinion. Misha adds in this, New Japan have honor, WWE has none. The dream matchups are drool-worthy, but Vince is going to Vince, and that's what's going to kill this. Joshua Shepard said, I'm sure New Japan would love to team with WWE, especially with how WWE has treated Nakamura. I'm sure this has nothing to do with Impact's latest pay-per-view promotion, where you see a quick picture of Okada and Samoa Joe. Love you guys. Jam that jam. I would say, Joshua, I would wager pretty good money that WWE have no idea what Impact have got lined up for their upcoming pay-per-view. And I would wager that very few people, the, <laughs> the the wrestlers might have done, but anyone who's like a high level has absolutely no clue. And I, I guarantee you, some of them don't even know what's happening at AEW's pay-per-view this coming weekend. Who the hell knows, man? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like yes and no to that. I feel like, yeah, they probably definitely do not know that. <laughs> 
Uh, Nate S said, thoughts on if New Japan could just be using these talks to leverage a better deal with AEW. I get from a business uh, perspective why teaming with WWE and getting on Peacock makes sense, but I'm terrified of the booking and potential talent swaps. That's an interesting idea. I feel more people are hesitant about this than they are pro for it. I think so as well. I feel like I haven't gotten very many people like, well, I have barely been awake for like an hour, but like (laughs) (laughs) from what I've seen so far, I feel, and even just from right now, like the chats, like I don't feel like anybody's like so far like ecstatic about this. I think it's also like, we are like a, I mean, much like WWE, we are a bit of an island, I guess. Like we are sort of like hardcore wrestling fans. And at the moment, WWE is not really um, in the positive books, I think, for, for a lot of hardcore fans because Raw's been terrible. NXT's been so-so. SmackDown's great, but like it's only the Roman stuff. And I think their pay-per-views are great. But like, I think overall, like the overall feeling towards WWE isn't at its highest. And I think that might impact what people are thinking about this potential deal. Yeah, of course. And like, even when we were talking about like the pros and cons, like immediately it was like, well, I don't know how easy WWE is going to be to work with. And I think that's what everybody was thinking too. So it is it. And then what what if, you know, uh, right now, and they just mentioned the talent swap. We don't even thought about that. Like you, and I think it was Matthew Makovsky who mentioned Baron Corbin. Imagine you're sending Baron Corbin to these events instead of sending like, I don't know, somebody else. He could get legit heat, though. Uh, Biggie Spell yeah. 2 said, Stardom has the same owners as New Japan. They certainly do. Bushi Road. Um, would you see an agreement including the women's brand, especially as WWE tried to buy them in the past? Well, I would have thought so, yeah, because if they've got a deal, like if New Japan, well, I mean, they don't have a deal with Stardom, like Bushi Road owns both of them. So I wonder if, yeah, like, like well, you also get access to Stardom as well, which, like, and Stardom were trying to get back Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane, so that would kind of like help on that road as well. You don't lose those guys because hey, you can just go over there whenever you want because we're on a, on a working relationship. Uh, blind Ro- telling me we need more than eight <laughs> women on SmackDown, Luke. Is that what you're saying? They're all in the tag division. Blind Raw said it is interesting, <laughs> but that exclusivity is probably uh, New Japan doesn't want to work with. Probably New Japan doesn't want to work with New Japan. Uh, the, uh, New Japan have always been loyal to the companies that have been loyal to them, like Ring of Honor and CMLL. I mean, look how long it took them to talk to Impact again. Yeah, it's like it, this will all really depend. We'll, we'll get into the, the mailbag in a second. Uh, we've got one more chat about this. But I think this all really does depend on when New Japan are at business-wise. Because as I said, it has been a tough 18 months for, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you're kind of looking at the books and you're being like, dang, we need something good here maybe that could fuel this like more than you know it is like definitely there's it's loyalty and it is honor but if you're also looking at we need something that's going to kick this kickstarters back up again maybe this isn't the worst deal for them i i don't think it's the worst possible thing to do no exactly absolutely uh, and lastly on this rangers mayhem said i would not have any faith of a good relationship between the companies look how well wwe treats asian talent currently Get the feeling WWE will get the hold my beer to impact with those who treat a card worse. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's not forget what impact did with Kazuchika Ricarda. Come on now. I mean, I know that he was a young boy at the time, but even so, come on, guys. I can't say I completely <laughs> disagree with how they treat their minority talent. So, oh, yeah. See what right. I mean? Okay. I a lot of like, well, this is cool, but what about this? Like, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, at 
think at this point, all WWE can do is not be like, okay, you know, when you're in the relationship and the, the guy, usually the guy's like, I'll change, baby, I'll change. <laughs> like, we need some action. Like, you need to show us action. And that's what they need to do right now show us action that they're trying. Don't tell us. Don't tell yeah, us yeah. trying to make the product better. No, do the actions instead. Do the work but and prove it to us. But do you, are you trying to say then that New Japan might be the uh, the stereotypical girl in the situation where it's like, yes. I can change them. I can change. I'll be the one that yes. changes them. There you go. New Japan's like, I can change the bad boy in WWE. <laughs> oh, they haven't been loyal or trustworthy to anybody else, but they could be they so to me. Be to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. Oh. Okay, right. Well, let's dive into your AEW is that beautiful girl that's just like, God, I hope they look at me. I love them so much. Waiting <laughs> just waiting for her chance, but she doesn't have the confidence to go in there and get that's, it. That's because AEW's got her hair in a ponytail and is wearing glasses. She's never gonna get noticed like that. She needs to get off the bench and go get her man. <laughs> There you go. See, you can apply it to all. That's a great way to look at it. I like that a lot. <laughs> right, let's dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. Bad at my job. Uh, I'm also, Denise, going to, because it's Friday uh, at the moment. It's Friday afternoon. And I'm a bit grumpy, Denise, because oh, I'm, is it I'm time? Because I'm ill. I'm, 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 I've still got this cold and I'm, I'm, I've got a whole roll of toilet roll here because i may need to like blow my nose at some point and be gross and disgusting like the prediction stream yesterday was a mess i'm so sorry to anyone that watched the prediction stream yesterday because i was running it bad i was I, yeah i felt like i was really off my game and like my head was all over the place and i missed off some hyper chats i had a bad day bad bad day but you know what you better I'm, today well thank you very much i sound better as well but i'm gonna have a beer because I'm in a grumpy, grumpy mood. And I'm hoping that... They... Actually, do you know what? I wasn't... No, do you know what? I'm going to change that, Denise. I was in a grumpy mood. And then we started doing the show, and now I'm feeling way better. So thank think, you. I don't think I've ever seen you upset or grumpy at any point <laughs> ever, like in the last almost year that I've known you. Wait, no, I, I'm usually... Yeah, you know what? When did I meet you? Uh, June, July? It was about last... June last year, yeah. We, okay. we've been Ooh. we've been friends for nearly a year now okay well i'm gonna go find the exact date and then we'll have a friend anniversary. oh love that yes, yes. please see, i'm yes. in a bu much better mood already uh, okay so let's see i mean and this first question apparently they're in a grumpy mood as well as funny? i think okay because i reached out to you on twitter didn't i like i reached out to you yes you did because we were doing no, i reached no, out be, to you you did, yeah, because we wanted to do like I wanted to do a, a series of like guest host spots on the yes. podcast, and I think it was Sean said you should you should speak to Denise, she's great. And then I think you then reached out to me. Oh, Sean didn't even tell me that. I just like I saw your post and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to this guy. But when I reached out to you, like I just looked at your name, like I didn't know anything about you prior to that. So I looked at your name and I looked at your picture and I was like, he looks mean. <laughs> and I was like, oh wow, wow. I'm going to reach out. And if he like gets really rude about it, then, you know, so be it. <laughs> but like, I thought you were going to be like, mean and rude. And I was like, oh, whatever. Here we go. It's worth a shot. 
So I shot my shot with you. Oh, and it absolutely worked. I didn't realize that I looked so mean in my old profile picture. I don't know picture. why, but see, that's my problem, though, because I think every, because I have this thing where, like, in my mind, everybody hates me. So oh, like, that's mate. my, I have that, I don't know what it's called, but I have that complex where, like, I just assume everybody hates me. So I went in there and I was like, oh, he looks really scary. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reach out. But I feel this way about everybody, though. Like, okay. even when I reached out to Sean, I was like, I don't know. He looks pretty intimidating. I'm going to go ahead and still email. I'll be very, very nice about it. But I always have this feeling that the person's going to be like, no, we don't want you. Goodbye. <laughs> Denise, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of like, not, not the same thing. I didn't think you were mean, but I was like, I'm intimidated by cool people. So like, wait, I'm so, cool. Wait, so I we thought were... you were cool. I thought you were cool. I, I was like, Denise is cool. Me. I'm cool in my life. That's it. You made my day. I'm gonna go live a happy life now. That's it. My life has been made. I had this weird like a dork wrestling girl <laughs> in school. Okay, like I know I come across as cool here, supposedly, <laughs> but like in real life, people are like, oh, well, she's a dork. She watches wrestling. <laughs> what a loser you know like that's how i feel like the other oh, no. girls don't watch wrestling oh no i thought you were like i, I think you was you sean was another one i was like sean's real cool like i'm really like i was a bit like intimidated to meet him i had the same thing with alex um and kayla when she was on Quizlemania this week i'm like dude they're so cool like i'm actually a little bit like intimidated to meet them and a little bit with steve as well when i first met steve from going in raw so like, you have a different so cool. complex then you have the I, oh yeah cooler than oh, complex and it is because i think they're cool i like and because i was the dork at school you always want the cool kids to like you so like yeah. i was hoping like oh man i hope they don't think i'm an idiot i hope i don't say something stupid that's gonna make me look like a complete and they're gonna go away and be like what an absolute dick like i don't want to speak to that guy ever again See, like, isn't that crazy? Everybody has a complex. No, I have, like, I always tell my, I mean, fiance that I have, like, the loser complex where, like, no matter what I do, like, I always feel like a loser, like, all the time. I don't know what it is. And then also that everybody hates me. <laughs> uh, just to answer Ben's question here, but not Larson. It was different oh, when I met Larson. It was, it, was, it was different when I met Larson because I'd already met Steve by that point. But, like, Steve and Larson were, like, the really cool kids. And then, like, Steve came to our um, studio because he was in the UK. And we did a show together. And once that was it, and like once I like me and Steve went for a beer afterwards, he had a really, really fun evening. I was like, oh, cool. I'm now less intimidated to meet Larson because like Steve's really like Steve's. He, I, 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 there was no reason for me to be as anxious as I was to meet him. So like it was absolutely it's fine. So Larson was a different kettle of fish. But I would like had it been the other way around, it have been exactly the same. That's so funny. I love this. We've never talked about first impressions. <laughs> we haven't. No, no, we don't. I didn't know you were. No <laughs> so you thought what? <laughs> I had no idea you thought I was mean or that my profile picture made me look mean. No, it wasn't your profile picture. I just, I don't know what I thought. I just thought like, I don't know. Maybe it was just like <laughs> free. Like I was like, oh, these British guys, they just feel like they look so fancy. So they're just going to hate So That was my assumption. Right. Okay. Let's, uh, so the first question actually is someone who's a bit grumpy with you, Denise. And I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm, man, not I'm, being, I'm not being... I'm not being funny here either. A few people had some grumpy grievances with you after last week's show. So if, you, so if you've left, so if you <laughs> so if you left a comment and I don't read out in this one, it's because I've kind of like a few of you did. So I'm just doing one of them. But Illy Hyman says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold the phone. Now give the phone to me. I just watched Hollywood Salcedo dunking on cartoons." Yeah, First I got off, some people telling me that on Twitter. I couldn't remember. <laughs> 
How dare you? Second, cartoons are the highest form of art, along with graphic novels, pro wrestling, and indie video games. If you've never sat through and the expansive emotional arcs of shows like Steven Universe and Adventure Time, you don't understand. To keep it short, cartoons can, tar- can carry all the intrigue of a show like Game of Thrones, but do it better because most cartoons can't rely on violence or sex to keep viewers interested. All they have is their storytelling. My question is, what cartoons did you grow up watching? Okay, first of all, I'm sorry for all the cartoon <laughs> fanatics that I offended. <laughs> but I do not watch cartoons. The last time I watched cartoons, I was like less than eight years old. And I watched, <laughs> I watched all the lame shows. I watched Barney. I watched Teletubbies. Not I watched- cartoons, are they? Are those not cartoons? Well, no, they've got live action. They look like live action kids in there and people in like costumes and stuff. Those are just kids shows. So Barney and Car- does Blue's Clues count? No, again, that's like that's an that's a live action thing. Like, no, but you what? I know for a fact you watched Dora because you've I told me before. Dora. You watched Dora. Yeah, so Dora is a cartoon. Bob. SpongeBob's a cartoon. Dora and SpongeBob. Yep. Yeah. I think that's like it because everything else that I watched was on PBS. Okay. Oh, I yeah. watch Sailor Moon. Does that is that does that count? Absolutely, absolutely, it does. Yeah, that's anime. Okay, well, I think that's it. I never. <laughs> oh, I watched a couple of episodes of Dexter and Powerpuff Girls. Cartoons. And that's literally it. I don't think I've seen anything else. I mean, you watch. Oh, I mean, no. Go on. No. Phineas and Ferb, Phoebe and Ferb. What's the show? <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. I watch a couple of those. Phoebe and Ferb. I'm like Phoebe, who is it? <laughs> That's literally all I've seen. And like maybe some random. I was passing by. Maybe my siblings were watching something. But no, I was more of the like Lizzie McGuire. That's so that uh, that's so Raven, even Stevens type of person. Like I watched those type of stuff. Yeah, and that's you know what that's absolutely fine. I think people can watch and enjoy whatever they want to watch, enjoy. Just like uh, I mean, my uh, a famous phrase that a friend, I'm not saying famous phrase, but a, a phrase that my friend used to use a lot, um, and I've and I've kind of stuck with it as well, which is whatever floats your boat, as long as you don't sink other people's ships. Like, I think that's a really nice way to look at it, which is like, yeah, like, I, I, there's a thing that I like, but I'm not going to tell someone if I don't like it, I'm not going to go up to someone and be like, do you know that thing that you like? I think it's dumb. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> cartoons, <laughs> so cartoons, video games, anime, board games, not for me. It's not for you. And that's fine. Not it's okay me. to be. It's okay to be not for you. Um, I will get you to play. If you ever come to play in my, sorry, if you ever come to stay in my house, though, we will play board games. You know, uh, I is- went to Universal Studios this past weekend, and like, there's like, uh, prior to Universal Studios, there's like City Walk, and they have like all of these like unique like shops, like these novelty shops. And I went into one of them, and I sort of got, I was like, Luke would love that. Luke would love this. <laughs> Luke would love that. It was just board games and toys and like. Oh. I, I was just standing there and I was like, can we go now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Viola says, uh, hey guys, sorry for going on a tangent. I'm a trans woman, trans rights, and I used to be huge into wrestling, but after coming out, I stopped watching. I felt like I didn't belong. Even though wrestling has become great for women, I felt like as a trans woman who wants to wrestle, there was no hope for me. So I gave up. 
And then I saw Adam making lists and videos again. And I used to love him, still do. So I started watching those videos. And then I saw on their list the top 10 best AEW matches from their first year. And I heard him talk about Nyla Rose, a trans wrestler wrestling with females. It completely changed my outlook. I started watching AEW's matches, started watching the podcast. I got back into light training to wrestle one day. And I felt like I was belonging. Uh, and I felt like belonging. Uh, thanks to you. Well, that's that's lovely. Thank you so much for your your comment there but that's all my that's down to you really and i love each of you for so much for that um now that i've got off my non now i've also got my non-binary partner into wrestling too not to be weird but i literally want to hug you guys for getting me back into wrestling more than welcome not weird at all like when we all get together absolutely uh now for the question do you think that wwe will ever have a trans wrestler personally my goal is to be the first sorry for the long message i hope you read this see here's the thing about me is that like Obviously, there's a lot of people that still have like, uh, I don't know if they give it to backwards thinking mentality that can't accept, you know, different people's lives. Um, so we know that there's a lot of hate out there. And I know it because I see it all the time. And mm -hmm. we all see it all the time, whether it's directed at us or whether it's directed at other people. And uh, Nyla Rose, from what I can remember, got a lot of hate. And I'm sure she still does. And I know she still does because I've seen it. Where mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh man, like that's that that must suck, you know? So I feel like and this is my opinion. Like as a fan, I don't care what your background is, what you do, whatever. If you're good and you can have a brilliant match and you're fun and entertaining, I don't care what you believe in, what you don't believe in, or what you do or what you don't you do, what you don't do, you know? But mm -hmm. not everybody thinks like this. Like not yeah. everybody and like uh, and more so i've come to realize that not, that <laughs> i used to think in the world everybody somewhat at least thought like me you know like basic human rights basic human decency you would find out that's not necessarily the case whatsoever and yeah, it really only nuts. became super obvious to me in the last like two years which was terrifying yeah for me it was actually starting working here and sort of like i just kind of like thought that hey the world is moving on like we and it, like gay rights like it's like uh, someone saying that they are gay on a tv show doesn't feel like a <gasps> sort of moment that it would have been like 20 odd years ago and now it's just an accepted thing and i just kind of thought that that was the way that the world was going but then i came onto youtube and like youtube can be a very toxic place i'm not saying that anyone like everyone in comment sections is awful but it is a bit of a window into seeing how other people might think about certain things and i hadn't really experienced that for so long so i found it to be quite shocking and surprising and when we when we started doing aew live streams the the nyla rose comments were like really really harsh right at the start like the first like two or three pay-per-views it was like so bad for nyla rose and our moderators did an incredible job of like uh, blocking them and you know, timing them out and this and the other being like we will not stand for that kind of uh, behavior in our chats but now it doesn't become it's not a thing anymore like nyla rose is just someone who is on the roster now and i think people like once you've got like the anger out i think that you just sort of like just start you sort of go into acceptance and i think that i'm i'm hoping that that just becomes sort of the norm that we don't have to have the anger we can just have the acceptance and i think for wwe i think they would love to you know have someone who is who is trans and and promote them as such but i think it would also be you know it needs to be someone who is good again don't just hire someone for the sake of being trans and just do it for the sake of doing it. do it because it's the right thing to do and i think 100 wwe would do it yeah i think so i mean i don't know to be honest i don't know just yet just because of the way that we've seen that even like even Maybe. the way that we've seen like the way that minorities are treated and just like all of that it's like 
well, yeah, yeah, they haven't got a great track record. Yeah, like me and yeah, know. like me and Dave, me and Dave Bradshaw did a, an episode of, of the Wrestle podcast when he did the magazine when he came out uh, as gay, and it was like we were looking back at like WWE's treatment of uh, gay characters or LGBTQ um, sort of stories. All I remember is like Chuck and Billy. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, and it's and it's things like that. But I think actually now that WWE, they're on the other side of that now. And I think like you know, this is what Bradshaw was saying in his article, which is like, yeah, like if we are seeing a much more positive outlook for that now. Like Finn Balor had you know the 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 Pride flag as part of his logo for a, for a while, and like and that was like that was they were selling that as merchandise. So I think that it is it may not happen in the next month, may not happen in the next year, but I think down the line it definitely will happen. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, Marcus Sol Campbell said, Luke, what did you think of Eurovision? Did you think the right song won? What song did you enjoy the most? Now, your internet cut out on us last week just as we got to talking about Eurovision. Yeah. Which I'm was a real. Sorry, I still don't know what happened, by the way, but it was gone <laughs> for like three hours. I was just oh. laying there doing nothing. It was terrible. Um, I actually didn't see all of Eurovision. Um, my wife and I were watching a movie instead. Like for us, Eurovision is fun if you're with a group of friends watching it because you can have drinks and you can have a laugh and you can kind of talk through it and that's all great. If you're just like, it's just the two of us watching it, it's not quite as much. It doesn't have that party atmosphere that I think you need for Eurovision. So we watched a movie instead, but we did watch the highlights and we watched like the results come in. Um, I didn't like the Italy song personally. I thought that Iceland should have won because of course Iceland should have won. Should have won for last year's song. They should have won for this year's song as well. Um, um, but I so Iceland was definitely my favorite. I enjoyed Finland's entry because it was Linkin Park via the way of like five or some blue band. I was like some boy band type thing. It was so funny. They were so like they, they were like these 14-year-old boys who were like, I don't like my mom. And it was just like, I'm gonna throw my middle finger in the air. And I'm like, oh, it's quite adorable, actually. Um, so yeah, that that's those were the two that really stuck out to me though. I don't I didn't like uh, the UK's entry, and I don't think it's any surprise that we got nil poire, zero points. I don't think it's any surprise that we didn't get any points whatsoever. Those are my thoughts on Eurovision. I don't think you want to hear my thoughts on Eurovision. No, because okay, this is a it was a phase. This is a pro. Okay, and I'm not even too sure that I'm still correct. Okay, so when I first heard of Eurovision, first my first thought was, "What is that?" I thought. Mm -hmm that it was like a different, like, what do you guys have? Sky Sports, B something TV. Yeah, yeah. I thought it yeah, was that, like channel. <laughs> I thought Eurovision was like one of your channels. <laughs> and I don't know, you guys just had brilliant content on there. And then I saw somebody like a random tweet about Eurovision and something about Japan. And I was like, oh, Eurovision is not a channel. It's a soccer tournament. <laughs> So then I thought, oh, no, that's that's the Euros. That's the Euros. Okay, so then I kind of ditched that, and like that's what I thought. And then I came on here today, and you're talking about singing. So now I'm guessing it's a singing competition. It's a singing competition, yeah. All right, so I went from a channel to a soccer tournament to a singing competition. <laughs> I'm no. sorry, I didn't oh, know what this was, and I just did not bother googling it whatsoever. I'll I'll send you some links. Um. Uh. But yeah. Am I uh, okay. Now you watch that here. Yeah, of course you are. Loads of Americans watch Eurovision. Oh, it's on YouTube. Where? Like, there's like oh, on YouTube. Like yeah, there's like Eurovision has its own channel. They load up all of the entries onto there and all the live performances. So is it like America's Got Talent? Um. Well, I, okay. So it's basically what it is is that European countries and a few others that have sort of worked their way in, like I think Australia is part of it and Azerbaijan, and um. 
it's basically just like a, a, every year the country puts forward a act to sing there and it's not acts that are like they're not record label uh, acts so we're not sending over like a top tier we're not sending over ed sheeran or something like that we're sending over sort of like these unknown acts that go over and they sing a song and they basically all perform their song and then all of those countries then vote for whichever song that they like the best and that becomes how do they keep the, from not voting for their own country because you're not allowed to vote for your own country so like if you are like you phone up you're not allowed to vote for the uk you I, you can do but your vote will not be counted it's just cost you money to do so so you phone up you did this phone line thing they probably have an app for it now and you vote for which country you like the best and there's also judging panels then like those scores all get put together and that is what um yeah and that is how eurovision works and it's a lovely and it's it's a very it's very inclusive. I think that's what people really like about uh, Eurovision. It's a very, very inclusive place. So you have a lot of like, um, like, you know, previously it was just like a lot of gay performance there, but now you've got a lot of like trans performers doing things as well. So it's this very like open and inclusive and welcoming and lovely place. Like it looks like the wickedest party. It looks like a wicked time to go to. Um, I would call it Eurovision though. That doesn't scream singing because competition it's, to me. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But now that you've said it that way, yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound like a singing competition. No, it does not sound like a singing competition. <laughs> Like, for example, The Voice. All right, The Voice. America's Got Talent. All right, they got talent. So you think you can dance. It's a dancing show. A dancing with the stars. All right, you're dancing with the stars. It may Eurovision be because, like... not scream singing competition. Maybe it's because it's been going since the 60s. So, like, maybe what? they just had, like, different... Oh, yeah, yeah, this has been going for, like, years and years. Like, yeah, ABBA? ABBA came from Eurovision. Wow, no idea. Yeah, it, I, I'll send you some stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, let's, we've barely got into any of the mailbag questions. Michael Rivera says, um, do you think that AEW's impact partnership has been a bit botched? I know Omega is their champion and Omega is a draw, but Kenny is not promoting impact on AEW TV or pay-per-views, unlike AEW who gets their TV promoted all the time. And apart from Good Bros appearing on Dynamite, no other times has appeared in seven months, uh, which is long enough. Feels like New Japan is getting more out of this forbidden door opening with Tanahashi appearing on the Jericho 25 episode uh, and Moxley defending the US title. So I would say, I, I've seen a few people say like Impact are getting nothing out of this. And I could not disagree more. Like they have Kenny Omega as their world champion. No one was talking about Impact last year. No one was talking about Impact the year before that. No one was talking about Impact the year before that everyone people are talking not everyone but people are talking about impact now people are watching impact people are paying attention to what impact is doing and that is because of the aew partnership well i think that people were really only talking about impact whenever they had like their big pay-per-views like slammiversary bound for glory when they were making all of these big announcements and hey these people are going to be appearing and all of that right they did have buzz then um but in terms of I obviously do think that they're benefiting a lot from the AEW relationship. It's just more of, I think we were expecting for them to be a little bit more creative with the relationship and maybe some talent exchanges and more to it versus just basically the same people over and over. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the way that they, the way that the lack of way, I was gonna say the way they promoted, but they didn't promote it. The lack of promotion for the Rich Swan Kenny Omega thing kind of left you like out in the dust, kind of thinking like, yeah. all right, no and I have a clearer lens as to what they may think of this relationship or this partnership, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that they could have done a lot better there. I oh, completely agree. Completely so I, agree. I will say they could have done more there and in other aspects as well. They could be more creative about it. 
And just to clear up, um, as a lot of people have pointed out in the comments, it is called the Eurovision Song Contest. So oh, well, maybe... see, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is something you should have told me, Luke. You are not just, representing your people well here. It's Eurovision. It's, it's like in the same way that I don't call it like the European like soccer championships. It's just it's the Euros. So like that may like it's just, you know, you could have got the, the shortened version of it. That's okay. my defense. Well, that it is on me. Now. now my whole argument <laughs> is defeated. Had I known that it's Eurovision Song Contest. Here I was pulling out all these great examples. I'm so sorry. That is on me. Information that, of this. that is on me. I, I gave you no information. No, you did uh, not. <laughs> Owen said, really quickly, can Luke give his thoughts on whether a Russo return to WWE creative would actually help Raw get better? When I asked this question, Adam was on the show instead of Luke, and I would love to hear Luke's take on it. And my question is uh, somewhat related. Do you think that uh, Jim Cornette would ever return to WWE creative? First off, no, I don't think Vince Russo would help. If anything, I think it would actively make it um, worse. Um, it wouldn't be any different, really. Like, I don't think, because at the end of the day, it's Vince McMahon's vision. So, like, Vince Russo could pitch him a load of stuff. If Vince doesn't say yes, then it doesn't go through. So I don't think it would make much of a difference. Uh, and I don't think Jim Cornette will ever go back to WWE. And that is not WWE wanting it. That is just Jim Cornette will be like, nope, ain't doing that. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, see. I already gave my thoughts on this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Callum said, uh, "Luke, what's your opinion on the fact that Brooklyn Nine Nine is coming to an end in August?" And Denise, what's your opinion on the "How I Met Your Mother" spinoff that's happening with Hillary Duff? Oh yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know what they're doing <laughs> there, what they're thinking there. Who is Hillary Duff supposed to be in this spinoff? I don't know. I do. I've never seen the show. Does she have a character? I don't remember her being in the show. Was she in the show? I don't remember. I'm a, scoop, I'm, a, I'm a blues clue man i've never seen it no i don't remember and i've seen the show like a million times and i just don't remember right now uh as for brooklyn 99 i think that the last season had the perfect ending so um basically i'm kind of thinking about um the, I, so we got a question about friends coming up so i was kind of going to save some of my thoughts about the friends reunion when we get to that because i know that's what people are desperate to hear uh, us talk about tonight um not the wwe new japan partnership people are way yeah. over that they want to talk about the friends reunion but like there was something that was on the friends reunion that i thought was really nice which is when they said like would you do another episode and they were like well no because um kaufman and, and like they all like the creators said we left everyone in such a good place like everyone is happy to do another series would un would have to unravel some of that happiness to try and make them happy again and that doesn't seem that's not fair and it's not like a nice thing to to have to do and i think that with brooklyn 99 like the the end of the last season left everyone in a really happy place and like i'm not saying that this one's going to put them in a bad place but if we never got another season of that show i'd have been super happy with the ending that we did have you know what show I have not been watching and I should be watching because I've been watching every episode, but I haven't caught up with the, this season. Handmaid's Tale. I don't know what's going on this Is season. it on? What? Yeah, I didn't even know it was on. on. They have like a couple of episodes out already. I'm pretty it's sure. I wonder, I wonder if we haven't got it here yet. That, that would make sense that we haven't had it air here I'm yet. pretty sure it's out. Now you're making me second guess myself. <laughs> I saw somewhere that Handmaid's Tale was out oh. and I have not seen any episodes. If it's on, and if it's on here, my wife would know. My okay. wife would know. So then maybe know. I read something wrong, and I've been under the assumption that it's been out for like the last month. I don't know. Whatever. But wait, are we talking about Friends reunion now or not? Uh, no, we'll, we'll save that because we've got a question coming up about Friends. So we'll save it for then. 
Uh, Jonathan Hedman said, good appropriate time of day. I'd like to ask you for your feedback on who would win in a fight between Iron Man or Batman. Uh, who would also win a wrestling match? Batman would win. He's the smartest man. He's the smartest detective. He would work out all of his weaknesses and exploit them. Uh, Snapdragon King Rayo Adonte said, um, Denise, I have to say, you turned heel in my eyes. Pineapple does belong on pizza. You just oh, need the right combination. <laughs> you just need I'm the right combination of toppings to go with all it. Around. Um, yeah, pineapple. I like pineapple on pizza. I think it's perfectly fine. I do not. Um, <laughs> okay, have you seen season four of um, Handmaid's Tale? Was that the last season? Dude, it is out. <laughs> It is out. Okay. I admit, it's not April here yet. 27th, 2021, season four, okay. episode one. They are literally on season four, episode eight right now. Season four is almost done. Well, we haven't got it here yet. So, but when it does, uh, I will be watching it because I'm Ooh, bloody I have a lot to catch up on. Uh, Alex Kirkman said, uh, what matches um, that have no right to be any good are some of your favorites? Uh, my two are Cena versus Orton's Iron Man match from Bragging Rights 2009 um, and a fatal, the Fatal 4-Way at SummerSlam between Lesnar, Reigns, Strowman and Joe. That match had absolutely no right to be as awesome as it was. I don't think, I feel like all the matches that I expected to be good were good. I feel like more it's the opposite question. What matches were you expecting to be good that weren't good? And I think we yeah. covered it last time. We, we had that last week, yeah. AJ and Shinsuke and all of that we were talking about. Yeah. But in terms of matches that I expected to, wait, no, wait, the other way around. <laughs> I'm <already confusing laughs> okay. I, I do have an answer for this. Okay. Um, mine is... Um, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. It was like on a pay-per-view. It was like before like Roman had been pushed into like the sort of main event picture. Maybe he was. Like maybe he was on his run to like the world title. Like he'd just done the match with Daniel Bryan. And he had this awesome, awesome, like I know it was it was Reigns versus Big Show, I think. Or someone. I can't remember what it was, but it was like this hardcore match. And like everyone was super down on Roman at the time. And then he had this amazing hardcore match. It was either with Braun or it was with Big Show. I'm starting to lean towards it, it was Big Show. And it was absolutely awesome. It was such a great match. And a lot of people were just like, yeah, Roman sucks, but that match was pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, but he still sucks, though. I have a question. When you make that voice, is that the American fan or is that the British <laughs> fan? The British just, jaded fan or the jaded American fan? I think that's just jaded fan. Like Brackets general. Also, the Adnaps has got a great answer here. Miz versus Shane from WrestleMania. I was thinking that. But Dude, I it was so good. Direction though, I have yeah. uh, Miz, uh, Bad Bunny, the WrestleMania match that we just saw, Damian Priest, Morrison. Yeah, that's what I was because at first I thought about the Miz shame, then I was like, no, you know what? Let me think about Bad Bunny. To me, didn't have no business being good in there, and that <laughs> actually ended up being an entertaining match, which I was expecting to be a dis- not not like a disaster, but I wasn't expecting it to be anything noteworthy. Um, Trevor from Ohio was talking about um, dream matches, which we've sort of covered before in previous episodes. Uh, Rhyme me bad. Here we go. Uh, with you two gushing over friends quite often um, and this new special happening, I've got to say, I absolutely hate the show. I find that if you ever meet any of those characters in person, they'd be one of the most toxic friends you could ever make. My question for you two is, is there a popular show that so many seem to love, but you can't stand? That's a good question. Oh, like every show ever? <laughs> 
I was going to say, don't get Denise started on this, though. Yeah, like, I was like, tales. don't get me started. I tend to hate things when they're, like, super popular. I'm like, nah, I can't get into that. Never got into the Twilight Zone because it was too popular. Uh, WandaVision kind of got annoying, and especially when everybody was talking about it, I was like, ugh. I gave it a chance. Wasn't worth my time, and everybody's still talking about it. Uh, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, never wanted to give it a chance because everybody was talking about it, and it got annoying. Um. <laughs> Harry Potter never got into it. Star Wars never got into it. Star Trek never got into it because everybody was talking about it. And I was like, nope, not interested. Um, you just hate, like, don't, like, nothing gets, but actually, you know what? My friend John's a very similar way. Like, he, um, there's a lot of films that come out and he's just like, and everyone's telling me that I need to watch it. So I'm not going to because, yes. like, I, I want to yes. watch it. Like, I don't want to be told to watch something. I just want to watch something when I'm ready to watch it. And he has that with a lot of TV shows as well. Yes. I feel that there's other stuff. There's a big one. Why am I not thinking of the big one? There's a big one that I've like heard people say like, oh, you should watch it. I'm just like, I want to <laughs> think if there is a show that like people absolutely love and I didn't like at all. Um, I mean, oh, I, don't know if this is a... I didn't want to. Oh, do you know what? Ads. I tried. Dude, that's actually a really good answer. So the US office, I, I hate the UK one. Like, I didn't like it at all. It, it wasn't for me. I'm a, I'm a Partridge guy. I'm not a David Brent guy. So I'm like all in for anything that Alan Partridge does. I'm all over it. Anything that David Brent does, I think is like a lesser version of what Alan Partridge did way better. Um, and then the US one came out. And some of my friends, like my bestest friends in the world were like, this show is the funniest thing you're ever going to see. It's so good. And they lent me the box set. Me and my wife watched it. And we were like, this is totally fine. Like, it's absolutely, like, it's a totally fine show. We watched it. And, like, I, I did not like Michael Scott. And he keep, he's like, Michael Scott's character is, I'm an asshole. And I do things that make everyone's lives miserable. But everyone forgives me. And I'm like, I don't forgive you, though. You're a knob. And I don't, like, in every episode, like, he's just, he, he keeps like, oh, but he's so redeemable. I was like, I don't think he is. For me, I, I never found him a likable character. And the show's just fine. Like, it was okay, the best I could say about it. And actually, perhaps this is a controversial take. I think Game of Thrones is fine. I'm watching it at the moment. Um, and so it is... Anything to be over the moon about? No, it's fine. It's all right, like. It's all right. Like, I think some episodes are better than others. Some seasons have been better than others. We're, like, hard... we're towards the end of season six now. And it has been fine. Like, it's been wow. it's totally okay. Wow, I wasn't expecting that because everybody was just like, oh my God, it's so great and this and that. Yeah. So I thought I was missing out, but then anyone, I gave it a chance and there's like the beginning scene is like one of the, oh, what are the first scenes on the first episode kind of just didn't like, oh, I was like kind of like Ugh, about it. So I was like, I ain't gonna watch this. And I turned it off and that was it. Yeah, it's fun. Like there's some moments, I, I, there was a, um, there was a moment in, uh, one of the series where they killed off some main characters. And it's like this big thing. It's like, oh my God, they did this big shocking thing where they killed off the main characters. I think it was the worst thing the show ever did because it then set a precedent that they have to kill off all their main characters at the end of series or like in the middle of series. And actually what they end up doing then is just killing off interesting characters and boring ones stay alive. There mm -hmm. are untold amount of boring characters in that show that are still walking the earth. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I'm like, there's like, there are boring ass characters that are just doing diddly dick and just like wasting time, and they're just alive, and they just do something. I'm like, man, there are so much more interesting characters that be doing cool, interesting stuff, and these boring dicks get to carry on. And that's that's been my biggest bugbear with the show. Oh my god! See, now I'm definitely <laughs> not going to give it a chance. See, I was already opposed to it. Now I'm even more opposed to it. But yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of things where, and it goes with everything. Like there's like artists, there's like a bunch of different stuff where people are too crazy about it. I'm like, you know what? No. 
okay so let's talk about it what did you make of the friends reunion yeah okay i like <laughs> i thought that some parts could i could have done without some of the portions of things that they did i wasn't all that crazy about the fashion show I wasn't crazy about the whole like, oh, this is what friends means to me thing. I kind of just wanted to like watch. I liked when they were basically like recapping their like time on the set and they were sharing stories. And that is what I liked. I didn't like the the I didn't care too much for the Q&A because all of that seemed like the live aspect of the Q&A. It all seemed so like dry and pre-rehearsed and boring and all of that. So I wasn't into that either. Uh, basically, like everything else I like, like I like hearing about the casting. I like when like the the showrunners were basically talking about um, the casting and the problems that they had on set. And that was cool. Um, that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. I love the whole I didn't know the whole thing about Ross and Rachel in real life, essentially having like these emotions for each other and essentially always being like wrong place wrong time and then the first kiss was like their actual first kiss i thought that was really nice i was like oh um, yeah that was quite nice yeah that was really nice and then um that's about it i am um, yeah like you i have very similar thoughts on it um i i yeah unsurprisingly all the james corden stuff basically is the stuff that i didn't like i was so thinking his... about you every time he came yeah, out oh my god like, right now so bland as a presenter so bland and a nothing he's such a no one like he's such a no one person and well, yeah, um i mean they out of like every host ever they chose him to be the it's one it's his production company really? it's his it was his production company he was the exec producer of course he hosted it and that was actually one of the things where like all of all of the stuff that I didn't like about it is all of the Corden stuff. So it's like David Beckham sits down and tells you about his favorite episode because he's best friends with James Corden. I didn't and mind that. I didn't mind it. I was just like, why do I care? I don't even know who the celebrity is, so why the hell do I care? Or like, yeah, I know who this person is, but I'm not a fan of theirs, so why do I care? Yeah, it's like, why do I care what Kit Harrington thinks of no, Pivot? Like, why do I, why do I care what he has to say about that? Why the heck did I have to see Justin Bieber coming out as a potato? Like, that did nothing for me whatsoever. Nothing, yeah. nothing. If I like, I didn't think they had to do it. And it's because they're all, and it's because they're all friends with James Corden. It's basically James Corden went through his Rolodex and was just like, "Who's my friends? I'm going to put them on this show, and we can put up a big like, here's all the celebrities that are in this show." And that was all the stuff I didn't like about it. And like you, like I thought that the the chat with Corden was really quite stilted and stuff. And the bit where they were like, "Oh hi, I'm from this country, and friends saved my life." I thought that was very hackneyed and a bit sort yeah, of yeah, like, it was too bit, like, yeah. oh, like this feels very very forced right now. I was not yeah. into that. The best stuff was when it was just the six of them sitting down and chatting or rereading old scripts. Like that yes. stuff was great. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Watching um, Schwimmer and Aniston redo the coffee house scene was like that was actually like quite magic i i thought that was really 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 nice particularly because it came after the revelation that they did actually have feelings for each other irl so i thought that was really really lovely I agree. And you know what else I did like too was seeing some of the old characters like come back because there yeah. was a lot. You know who I didn't recognize? Um, uh, the Gallers. I didn't recognize them. Yeah. I was like, who are these people? And I was like, I, like it took me a while because I I missed because I was cooking as I was watching the show. So while I was making breakfast, and then I heard 
them announce somebody and I was like, who? And then I went and I went too late. So I didn't catch the introduction. And I was like, who are these people? And then I was like, oh shoot, it's the Gallers. Um, it was so, the yeah. voice that worked. Yeah, when I saw like, like Christina, like, I, when I was like, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, it's Mrs. Judy Geller. So I thought I was really nice. I'm like, Mr. Heckles, bloody hell, has not aged a day. He looks exactly the same now as he did when he was on the show 20 odd years ago. terrible, but I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> my wife said the same thing my wife said the exact same thing it was like oh my god he's alive that's what i thought too i was like he's alive it was so intense i i i, I was like i was happy though i was like oh good for him <laughs> i feel terrible oh no same here first thing that i thought yeah oh my god right um we'll do um we've kind of come to the end of this well let's do let's um Let's end off with this question, actually, uh, from Chris Neely. He says, hi, Luke and Denise. Very sad this week because Alexa's beloved pig, uh, pet pig, Larry Steve, passed away. My question is, have you got any fond memories of a pet that passed? And can we all send some love to Alexa and Buddy Murphy at this time? Hope things get better next week. Yeah, I felt so bad when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, no, because everybody knew him. Like, everybody saw the pictures and now oh, they were so cute and all of that. Um, fond memories of a pet. Back, back in the day, I had a dog. Its name was Pumpkin, and it died. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry. It was sad. Yeah, that's all I've got. But there was just some nice memories. Well, actually, one time, my I was wearing jeans. Okay, okay, I hate to say this, and I'm gonna be a heel right now, but I do not like. I'm sorry. I do not like when people kiss their pets in the mouth. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people do it, and it's seen as a norm, but I'm not a fan of it. Okay, it creeps me out. My uh, my dog licked me someplace he should enough, and well, I had pants on, but it still licked me oh, okay. near that area, and I was like, ah! <laughs> ah! it was disgusting. I like was so like grossed out by it, but that's one of my memories. But then my friend's dog, and she was she would kiss her dog in the mouth all the time, and then I she told me like, oh, carry my dog because we were in the car, so I was carrying her dog. And the freaking dog licked me right here on my mouth. And I thought, oh, hell no. The dog just licked me in the mouth. It was the worst thing ever. I wanted to die. I was thinking to myself, I got to go home. I got to wash my mouth. <laughs> and I was still like forever away from being home. So I was very upset about that. Yeah, I am. I, I'm not. I'm not much of a pet person. I've never had a pet. Like my parents had. I blame you. I'm not my parents had a dog. Um, when I was very, very small, like, so I was like, you know, a baby, uh, when they had Samantha was a golden lab, but like Samantha died before. Like I was, I, I have zero memories of Samantha, the dog. Um, but like, so I've, um, I I've never had a pet ever since. So like, I, I've never had that like attachment to, to an animal. Like it's, it seems weird. Like, and I think some people think that I'm a bit callous about this sort of thing because like, I never, I'm I've the never exact had same way. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like, I, I know I've never had that attachment, but I do appreciate that some people get very, very attached to their dogs and get very sad. So like, I, I made a, I dropped a clanger on a pole. This is way, way, way back when this is like, I was with the channel for maybe four months at this point. We had a mailbag question and said, which do you prefer, cats or dogs? And I said, cats, because I don't like dogs. And I got so much, I got so much hate mail from people because they absolutely love their dogs and they love their pets. And they, they said I was villain and I was a bad and I had no emotions and no feelings because I Wait, didn't like dogs. Where and did you leave this comment? It was on a video. It was on a video, like, but I was like getting emails from people and people was getting them on like, Twitter and stuff like that. And really like, it was just, 
I, I've never had an emotional attachment to dogs. I've, I've never been much of a dog person, but people really love their dogs. And like when you watch it on Quizlemania, if a dog shows up, Adam loses his mind and the show falls off the rails. And Tempest know, loses I'm his not mind like as well. That. Like when people get all crazy about, oh my God, that dog's so cute. I'm just there like, <laughs> okay. And my, I, I, my yeah. sister are big dog lovers and I troll them all the time about it. I'm like, because they asked me, they're like, if we die, are you going to take care of Coco? And I'm like, hell no, take your Coco someplace else. <laughs> But I, I I I get it. Like I, I get that people like really love them. Just, I've never ha had a pet, so that's that's kind of like that's that's my like yeah that, that that's where I'm at. I've never had one, so but like my my wife really wants a dog. We nearly got a dog a couple of years ago, and then we didn't. But we we may still do. We may get one at some. It point might be one of those cases where you might not love dogs, but you'll love your dog. It's kind of like people yeah. that don't love kids, but they'll love their kid. Exactly. Yeah. Like if we get uh, if we get a dog, like I have no doubt that I'm just gonna fall in love with it. And that will be the game changer for me. Like it's 100% that will be the day that See, my mind changes. I can't get a dog and there's one reason for that. I'm afraid my dog is going to hump my giraffe. And I <laughs> <laughs> like I would literally have to be watching this dog all the time to make sure he doesn't hump my giraffe. Oh, I mean, I want more better bombshell to kind of leave the show on there, but we have got some of your uh, hyper chats to get through as well before we end this off. Uh, Alan Monzen said, hey guys, I'm thinking if New Japan and WWE do agree on the exclusive relationship, could you see NXT New Japan stars also having matches at takeovers? Um, there are so many great matches that could be had uh, with the talent they both have. Absolutely 100%. If this goes through, I think they will definitely do stuff at NXT as well. Uh, hell yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Holt said, give me Miz versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Bezo Banks said, a little off topic, but I have to get your opinions on this. I was having an argument on Twitter with someone who said Bailey and Sasha weren't buried after their feuds with Bliss in 2017. I said they were, because what did they do of note until 2019? What are your thoughts on this? Who was that? Who got buried? Uh, Bailey and, Sa uh, and Sasha. I would say no, because they went on to do like, they went on to do so much. I can't ever say that they, I mean, they were probably buried at the time. I just don't remember. But just right now, though, I would say that it didn't affect them in the long run. I mean, look at who carried like a lot of the pandemic era stuff. It was I, all yeah. both of them on both shows. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the term buried. I don't think they were buried in the least. I think it's just that they weren't utilized as to the best that they should have been. Like they should have been bigger stars than what they were, but I would never say that they were buried. Um, Sam Mort. Um, so I've had so many people say this to me over the last few days. So like the, the amount of people have been saying this to me for the last few days, is starting to make me think about it. We've even had like a mailbag question about this. Uh, but Sam Mort said, I've got an AEW prediction. Uh, I think Paul White is going to win the battle Royal. He left due to not getting to wrestle and told he wouldn't main events. Um, I think he'll be the Joker and he's going to win. What are your thoughts? Honest to God. I like, since, since no, no, not mad about me. Like people have been just sending me so many messages on Twitter. Like I've had, like I woke up this morning, I had about like ten different people message me, being like, "I think Paul White's going to be the Joker in the Battle Royale uh, this Sunday at Double or Nothing." I'll be real with you; I have not put much thought into that. And <laughs> yeah. why do people think that it's going to be him? Was there something that he said 
no i just think i think some people have like that's their, that's the latest bit of fantasy booking and i think a lot of people are like oh do you know what that makes sense i think he's doing commentary for the match as well so i think that's also leading some people to think that it could be him you know and do you know what it kind of makes sense a little bit the other one i saw that i thought was interesting is people saying it could be john silver like coming back from injury Oof, i would like that more actually uh nate s said can't wait for double or nothing denise i'll be sure to say hi if i happen to see you yeah. there if anybody's there uh, say hello uh, Luke, I think you are going to be coming up. Hello. And then just leave. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I told them to come say hello. Just hello. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, Luke, I think you and Ollie might have had a bit of a rough go at how the predictions went down. Bunch of Manchester coin flip. So we'll see how they go. Bring home the wind. Jam that jam. I'm actually pretty confident in our predictions that we made. Some of them, like, we had to take because of the way that our predictions work. But some of them I'm, I'm pretty confident on. Uh, Mel Brumfield said, um, uh, Denise, uh, about the deal... So Denise, about that deal about showing up on the stream with no makeup? Question mark. Oh, uh, who knows? I say a bunch of stuff. What did I say? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Dude. That. I have like terrible memory. So, uh, and Mayor Pace said said something about showing up with no makeup, but I don't. That might have been last week because you weren't wearing makeup last week because you got up real late. Oh yeah, last night I got up real late. So yeah, you did, yeah. You were about ten minutes before we went live. I didn't, um, I didn't have to come on with makeup today either. It was bad. I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> I even said to you as well, like, because you you came on and you were like, I haven't done my makeup today. And I was like, how long do you need? And you were like, we'll just have to go live now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I actually had makeup on, but the problem, well, the problem was that I didn't have eyeliner on or the right lipstick on. And the problem is when I don't have eyeliner, I have really small eyes, so I look like asleep. If I don't have eyeliner mm. on and then my lipstick, if it's too light, my lips clash to my skin. So then it looks like I have no lips. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to wear a bright color because of the lights and my makeup and my skin. It'll just look like I have no lips whatsoever. And then I'm, no lips and small, sleepy eyes. Like that's just not a good combination. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Painesville clarifies the full name was the Eurovision Song Contest uh, in the 60s until the 90s. It was called the Grand Prix. It's called Eurovision because European television stations joined together. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. The Grand Prix? Yeah, apparently it's called like the Grand racing? Prix for a bit. It is for racing, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. And lastly, Bezo Banks, just to clarify on a point that he made earlier, wants to clarify, I don't believe uh, they were buried in any sort, um, just mm. that, um, oh, because of the, the, this is your life segment and the kendo stick match really hurt their characters. Um, when the crowds return, who gets the first pop? Um, it depends on who's the first on the card. I think we've said this one, like, ever since, like, they, they closed the doors to fans and people have been like, who do you think is going to get the first pop? It will be whoever is opening the show. And... I think they will like, particularly when they do Money in the Bank, like they did for WrestleMania, they'll open with a big match. Like, they, you know, they opened with Drew versus Bobby. Then they'll do the same for Money in the Bank. I kind of want to go to Money in the Bank. I'm thinking about it. Like, if I have yeah. money <laughs> around that time, then I will go. Man, I nearly made through this whole stream without my Is eyes watering. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sad, Denise. Our show's coming to an end. But it's good, like, because of this cold, my eyes just, like, been watering Let it all, all run down by the oh, end of the stream. will be like, <laughs> Like an absolute mess. I go. I welled up a little bit watching the French reunion as well. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you did. I did I it. Did, I yeah. Like, well, you. Yeah. I, I told you like, it takes a lot to make me cry. It did. Yeah. And we, me and Kate, got a bit teary. And then we. And then when it was like end. When it ended, and they, they were showing like lots of like old footage and stuff. And it, my wife said to me, "Was like, should we just rewatch Friends?" And I was like, Aww. "Yeah, we may as well. It's on Netflix." Are you rewatching it now? 
Well, we haven't we haven't yet, but we are going to start like oh, doing okay. a rewatch of it. I think like once we finish Game of Thrones, that'll be like our next like a good like it's a good like lunchtime watch. We're yeah. currently in the middle of ER at the moment. That's our lunchtime watch at the moment. Oh, nice, nice. Mine's yeah. is still Dawson's Creek. I'm still trying. I'm in the last season, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost really finished. Oh, yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I hate it. The last season has been terrible, but I made it through <laughs> far. I need to see it through. Well, that is all we have got time for on this edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you all so, so much for joining us. Pete and Tempest, Lost Intangibles, will be back tomorrow for the SmackDown review. And then on Sunday, it is Double or Nothing. The gangs are all getting together to watch Double or Nothing live. We're going to be jealous of every single person who's there live in the arena, including Denise Salcedo. I'm going to have a side will... here. Oh, dude, I'm going to be looking out for you. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Denise, how is your weekend looking? Well, I'm going to leave. So, okay, today is crazy because I got to cover SmackDown and AEW on the same night, which I'm, I'm, I'm a little stressed out about it. It's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just stressed out about it. And then tomorrow I got to be up super early because uh, my flight out of LAX leaves like super early. So I got to be there what, early. What is, what is super early? Like I got to be up around 3 a.m. early. Oh, that is early. Dang, that yeah, is early. My flight leaves, I get six, six something, but I got to wake up, get ready, eat breakfast. Then I, you know, I don't like, I don't know, but it's like a running joke, but you know how they say like, you're supposed to be there early, like two hours early before your flight. Well, I'm Mexican and we take that sh- very seriously, <laughs> like very seriously. Like we show up early as hell. Okay. Like super early. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to be there by four or else I'm going to miss my flight. And then it's Memorial day weekend. And I just saw in the news that like a bunch of people are going to be flying out. So the airport's going to be really crazy. So I, so I was a little, I'm a little stressed about that. I don't know how crazy it's going to be at like that hour of the day, but I'm thinking you just never know. So I got to do that. Then I got like an eight hour flight to Florida. I didn't realize how long it takes to get to florida How is it an eight hour flight that makes no sense it takes I us know. nine hours to get to vegas from I here know. i don't wait i don't know but that was like the flight that i saw well, i do have like a one hour like pit stop okay well maybe that's uh, why too so like all in all the travel time is eight hours though even so like that would still be seven hours in the air like that seems wild like I as i said like it, it, it like if we if i left london it would take me nine hours to get to vegas so it seems yeah. nuts that from la it would take you eight hours to get to florida I don't know why it's taking me so long to get to florida but whatever i, I i'm hoping i sleep i bought a sleeping mask so <laughs> i hope i fall asleep and wake up and i'm there so um then yeah so then i have aw double or nothing on uh sunday and then literally i leave the next morning super super early to get here to la by noon wow that's nuts man yeah so i don't know what i'm gonna do i think i don't think i planned this out very well well i mean so my um when we went to thailand a few years ago um it was actually when i proposed to my wife i proposed to her in thailand so it was a very lovely holiday but the journey there was a nightmare so my wife um had this hotel in mind that she really wanted to book like she had our heart set on that hotel and the time that we had off to be able to go um there was only one room left so she got herself into this like real tears and like panic that we were never going to get to go to that place and it was going to get booked up and this and the other so she had the room reserved and so she 
on her own, and she like fully admits this now. This is not me putting words into her mouth, or so like you know me sort of speaking ill of her. This is her own words. She booked on her own, but she did it in a panic, and she ended up getting us the worst flights possible to get there. So I mean, it was cheap, and the reason it was cheap is because we flew to China, which is past Thailand, to then go back. To then go back, and we so we flew to China had. A ten-hour layover in China, and then from China flew to Thailand. It took us in total thirty-six hours to get there. Okay, see, I could totally relate to that story because I did something similar because I was on a budget. So me and my fiance were going to Italy, but instead we flew to Russia. <laughs> oh my God, it's miles away. <laughs> We flew to Russia and from Russia to Italy because it was like four hundred dollars cheaper. But we had to spend the night in Russia, <laughs> so I feel you. It's terrible. Oh man, yeah, we got to Ch- we got we landed in China and I was so tired. I was exhausted, like from the long ass flight to China. And then we had this ten hour layover there. And also, you'd have thought the Chinese airport would be awesome. It wasn't. There was nothing there. Like there was, I, we were there for so long with nothing to do. And then the seats and are so uncomfortable. Like seats were no uncomfortable. Oh, it was the worst. And also because it's China, all the social media sites are shut down. <gasps> so you can't even, go, so you can't even go onto like social media and stuff because it's banned. Oh so, my god, I forgot about that. Oh hell no. Yeah. yeah so I was like Wait, so bored. Like, like I had, I had loads of movies downloaded on my iPad. Like that's what got me through. I watched like three movies. Hold the phone. So if I go to China. I can't go like on Twitter or Facebook or anything. As far as I'm aware, I mean, Facebook in particular, Facebook is definitely like uh, is banned in China. Can I go on Twitter or Instagram? I don't. I don't know. I don't think I was on. I was on Twitter at the time, but I don't remember trying to log in. I just remember like just. I remember I was using Facebook at the time. I went like opening up the Facebook app and being like, "Huh, it's weird that none of this is refreshing." And then like it was only until like the following day I was like, "Oh right, yeah, because it's banned in the country." Yeah, that makes sense now. Oh no, I don't think I'd be thing. <laughs> I would be like, someone get me out. <laughs> I need a tweet. <laughs> and then like on the way back, I was cause we basically had the same thing again, where we had to fly to China and then fly back to the UK. I was really worried about it because the, so we went for my birthday. It was my 32nd or third birthday. And um, the night before my birthday, me and my wife went out onto the, uh, onto the town and we just had some drinks and i'll be honest with you we got obliterated we got <laughs> so so drunk we went to this bar and we ended up playing in a lot of thailand games. in thailand yeah we ended oh, up playing brave. games we ended up playing games with the guy who owned the bar and the barmaids and like we were playing like basically like we played jenga with them and like drinking jenga and it was just like it was nuts like we had a, a crazy night my wife broke her phone because she fell over in the streets and like smashed her phone oh up my god it was like i remember going to a cash point and getting out a lot of money that i did not need to take oh. out i spent we spent so much money this night it was it was it was fun we had a really really fun time but we got way drunker than we intended to you see like i've seen so many movies where like scary stuff happens in thailand and i would not like i don't drink but if i'm gonna get drunk somewhere it's got to be somewhere where, like, I don't feel like I'm going to go to prison over, like, oh, any yeah. thing. 
So like yeah. that's brave. Like I I would not get drunk in Thailand whatsoever. It was it was not our intention. Like we didn't go out with the like well oh, let's go, let's go get wasted. We, never had, <laughs> we basically went out for dinner. We went out for dinner. It was like well let's go to this bar and we'll have a few drinks there and then we'll go back to the hotel room. And it just so happened that we got really friendly with and like clearly we got friendly with them because they were working us because they were trying to get us to spend more money and it worked. I hasten to you add. were so, it worked. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. But during the during the night, um, there was a frog or a toad like by the bar, and my wife got really worried in her drunken state that someone was going to put a bar stool on it and crush it. So she just got up, and I was like, I was like, just Kate, okay, just leave it, just don't 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 go anywhere near it. She went up there and she picked up the toad and moved it outside of the bar and put it onto the road. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, what? And I was like, and then she went jokingly trying to, try to touch my face. I was like, don't you dare come near me with that absolutely don't come near me that's so like you need to go wash your hands right now oh no did. i would the following day she was so ill <gasps> like in like we thought at first she was just massively hung over yeah but no, like was she was just toad it was uh, yeah she got absolutely massively poisoned by the frog that she picked up and she spent the entire day vomiting and like just swinging so like she would sleep for about like five hours just like zonked out like just and like she was just sweating profusely and zonked out for like five hours. She would wake up, crawl to the bathroom, vomit violently, crawl back and fall asleep again. That was how I spent my birthday, was just like staying in the hotel room next to her to make sure that she didn't die. How long was and she holding that frog toad for? Nothing, like 20 seconds, if anything. Like it might that might even be too much. It was just yeah, like, it was, especially she, you don't know like what diseases there are. That's exactly and... it. She just picked up this disease and she was so, so like vaccinations ahead of time. Yep. Got all and the vaccinations still? that we needed. Still, she got a crazy, crazy ill, like a scary man. Like I thought that I may have to call someone at one point oh. and like get a doctor to come and see her. Oh, no. And that was also the day that we were flying home. Oh, so, like, no come the evening like our flight was at like 10 p.m so at like six o'clock i said to i said to her i was like you are gonna have to get dressed because we need to get on this flight she was like i cannot get on the plane because my wife gets bad trait like plane sickness anyway she's oh like i can't she's like i cannot get on this plane and i was like you are going to have to like you're gonna have to go on this plane like there's no way we're not getting on this flight and it was lucky happenstance that we uh, a couple of days beforehand about a week beforehand maybe we had done a boat trip like to go snorkeling and they had said like oh the rave, the waves are really rough so if you get seasickness um take this um like travel sickness pill oh seasickness pill yeah and so and kate had two of them like so she only took one but she took two of them. she took two and um as i say like she took two of them but she only used one of them mm -hmm. and she then overheard someone have a conversation with um the the guy that was taking us being like can i give this to my son and he said Oh, you can do, but they're super duper strong. So I would only take half. And then my wife, my wife's like four foot eleven. She was like, "I'm the size of that child," and that, like, honestly, that conked her out. Like she the took pill? it ten, the pill ten minutes later because she took a whole one. Ten minutes later, knocked out, and she could not move. It just so happens that we still had that one left that she didn't take. So when we got to the airport, I was like, "Take it now." She took it. She took it. Then the second she got on the plane, asleep. And she was absolutely conked Damn, out. I might want to take and, that pill so I can knock out to Florida. <laughs> I know, right? So we were like, so then the twelve-hour flight we had from like uh, Thailand back to China, she was just absolutely conked out asleep. And then when she woke up, and she literally like we landed, and she woke up again. She was like, 
feel so much better. And it was wow. like it was such a relief because the flight then back was, but I was, I've never been so worried and panicked about traveling in my entire life. You could have ended up like in some hospital in Thailand and then exactly. the flight, and then you're stuck there. And then you're like, oh my God, oh hell no, that's so scary. It was so scary. So my advice to anyone who's going to Thailand, don't pick up strange frogs. Like if you see a frog, don't pick it up. Don't touch it. Don't pet any pets. Don't like, don't do anything. It is a dangerous game. Yeah, no, I, when I was in Costa Rica, I saw a frog or a toad. I don't even know what it was, but I saw it and I was like, oh shoot. Like I had never seen one in my life before like that was my first time seeing one like in person so i was like oh wow and i'm looking at it because it was just like sitting there then i saw it jump and i was like oh <laughs> hell no I, <laughs> I ran out i was like nope 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 I, I, and ever since then i now have fear, a fear of frogs like, oh, I'm really of them like there's no way that i could get near a frog do you know what them in california i mean we i don't know if we do, but I've just never seen one ever in my oh, life. Nuts. We don't really have that many like exotic animals here. Like the only animals I see here are like dogs, cats, bees, flies, ants. And that's like it. Oh, wow. Oh, and then like birds. Yeah. We don't really see anything <laughs> else. <laughs> well, uh, on that bombshell, I guess um, <laughs> you need to get on with the rest of your day. Um, but yeah, as I said on the, the stream, I hope you have a blast at Dublin, I think. Thank you. Are you, are you you're doing the fan thing as well on the Saturday? No, no, I didn't know they were doing that. And I had already booked the plane and everything. So, and plus I needed to wait and to leave until Saturday. I couldn't leave Friday. So, okay. Yeah. Well, today I couldn't leave today. So I, um, well, either way, yeah. enjoy double or nothing. I'm super I'll duper be, jealous. I'll be tweeting and all of that on there. So, yeah. I cannot wait to hear your stories about it next week because you're also meeting Sean for the first time as well, right? No, that should be crazy within itself. So I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but thank you all so much for listening. We will see you uh, again next week on the podcast. Uh, take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 